0: On this episode of The Grizz, I start out sharing some recent feedback I've received from listeners and we have a little fun with that, you know what I'm saying, like we always do. And then we turn a corner and we get serious, dead serious, as we rip back into our study of Proverbs chapter 5. The meat will be served on this episode, my brothers. (laughs) You know, all of us as Christian men are confronted with some form of sexual temptation at least every single week, whether it be with TV, social media, the workplace, school, the gym, driving around town, or even in our thoughts, sexual temptation is everywhere. But the good news is that our Heavenly Father wants to help us overcome sexual temptation. And Proverbs chapters 5 through 7 is one of those places in Scripture where our Heavenly Father is trying to do just that. So on two recent episodes, episodes 243, 244, we began studying Proverbs chapter 5. And so far, I've explained verses 1 through 9 to you. And on this episode, I want to pick up where we left off in Proverbs chapter 5 and continue our study and show you some of the painful losses, painful losses that sexual sin can bring to our lives. Painful losses, my brothers, all because guys don't keep their eyes on Christ and don't keep their eyes on their wife and they don't keep their penis in their pants that's what brings the painful losses i'm going to tell you all about it it's going to be super beneficial for all of us to hear including myself so here we go You know what time it is. Welcome to Season 7 of the Grizz Podcast, where the mission is still the same. To guide, encourage, and equip you on your journey with Christ while having some fun along the way. Now, here's your host, the man who identifies as a grizzly bear, Jason George. Oh yeah! Yo, yo! Let's do this. Like a seagulls. Classic. Get him, Jay. Welcome back to the Grizz, all my brothers from other mothers around the world. I am super duper glad you're here with me. Hope you are doing well wherever you are. I'm here with a cliff bar and a hot cup of coffee. My dog Remy's right beside me. He's snoring. Dude, whether you're riding to or from work, you know, you got the Grizz thumping on the stereo. Maybe you're out on a run or a walk with the headphones on. Maybe you're listening in your office while you work. Dude, I'm honored that you're allowing me to be part of the day. And uh, I want to say a big shout out. I don't do it enough to all of the supporters of the podcast who give every month and make this show possible. Dude, in case you don't know, the Grizz Podcast is an outreach of Narrow Trail Ministries. We are a small nonprofit ministry, legit 501c3, Uh, started back in 2010. I oversee that. And we, listen, we fully rely upon the prayers and the financial support of listeners just like you to bring good, solid, biblical podcast content episodes every week, dude, hitting guys all over the world, literally, I'm going to share some of that in a minute, would you consider becoming one of our monthly supporters for as little as $10 or $25 per month? Go to our website, narrowtrail.com. You can click on our give page to set that up. I promise it's safe, it's secure, it's easy. You can cancel it time. We pay a lot of money for a really good third-party uh, online giving platform service that handles all of that. So... Also want to ask you guys, continue to pray for the Grizz as I battle Lyme disease and some other tick infections that have just been holding me back for many years from doing everything I want to do for the kingdom. I have recently increased my treatment protocol and it's tough stuff sometimes, many times. And I have recently had some incredible opportunities, invitations over the past few months, even from some of you who listen to go travel and speak at various men's events and i really want to but i'm just not able to do that just not yet hopefully prayerfully later this year or 2025 please pray for me to be able to heal up more and get back at doing more of what god has called me to do anyway so in our last episode of grizz dude i took a fun break and I celebrated the 40-year anniversary of Van Halen's epic 1984 album. You know what I'm saying. And I also talked to you guys about the importance of having some sort of planner or calendar system to help you become more productive, successful, and impactful as a man. And I recently received some really encouraging and funny feedback regarding that episode that I want to share with you guys you know sometimes with podcasting you drop an episode and it's crickets you don't hear anything so I don't know like maybe nobody's listening (laughs) or maybe no one liked it maybe it was just like dude I didn't do anything for me I don't know dude it could just be like guys are listening maybe they were impacted but they're just busy and they don't think to like you know let you know like dude that was good man I got a lot out of it By the way, I love hearing from our listeners, a.k.a. the Grizz tribe. That's all my brothers from other mothers around the world who listen to the podcast, who are trying to step up and man up just like I'm trying to do. I read all of those emails. If you'd like to contact me, my contact info is in the show notes. If you're not getting the show notes with whatever platform you listen on, like with Spotify, that's robbing you of the show notes, then you can always just email me, Jason at or hit me up on social media. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. My handle is Grizz podcast, G-R-I-Z podcast. You contact me. You send me your mailing address and the Grizz will send you a card and some cool Grizz podcast and narrow trail stickers for you to represent, dude. We also have a closed private Facebook group called the Grizz tribe. You should consider joining us because there's some good conversation that happens on there, some good content. It's brothers, like-minded brothers from other mothers around the world. And sometimes, you know, they're sharing funny stuff. Sometimes they're just sharing what they got out of their devotional time, a good book, maybe a link, whatever. Maybe they're just trash talking, but it's a good way to connect. Anyway, here's some of the feedback I received from last week's episode about the classic 40 year anniversary of Van Halen's 1984 album. And also, you know, getting yourself a good planner calendar system. This first one, he says, hi, Grizz. Just want to say happy new year. Thanks for the great podcast. Really enjoying the help in my recovery journey and challenge to live a life closer to God. Also, I enjoy all the music, even the country music, which is new to me. Dude, that's so good to hear. You're like the only one that enjoys the music. He says, uh, thanks again, man. God bless Alistair from Auckland, New Zealand. Dude, when I saw that he's from Auckland, New Zealand, I like jumped out of my desk chair. Cause I've always wanted to go to New Zealand. I've always wanted to go there and hike those mountains that were in the lord of the rings movies i want to get my gandalf on i want to be a shepherd and you know shepherd some sheep there because new zealand's got tons of sheep that's where a lot of wool comes from you know what i'm saying some of you are wearing smart wool socks probably came from new zealand and i always wanted to go there you also got those those red deer the red stag look like elk man i want to shoot one of those and i want to eat it <laughs> and then i want to put the antlers up in my my office the grizz cave yeah so lord willing hopefully one day maybe i can do that man that'd be awesome but alistair it was good to hear from you thank you for listening thanks for reaching out um i responded asked him a little bit about himself got to hear some of his testimony and i also just want to say to you man i'm proud of you dude because you've had some things happen you know you've made some bad decisions in your life just like Most of us have, the guys listening here, probably all of us, but you've turned things around and you're like, yo, I'm not the same man. This is where I'm going now. That's what I'm talking about, dude, stepping up and manning up. This next one is from Grayson in Virginia, and he's a friend of mine from high school, went to the same high school together. I love this brother. He said, absolutely epic Van Halen shout out. I'm grinning ear to ear, singing along as I'm driving down the road. And then he goes on, he says, I'm laughing so hard at the Miss Barry reference. No freaking kidding. I wonder if her brother Jake listens to the podcast. That is funny, dude. As I said, like, um, Grayson went to the same high school as me. So last episode, I was talking about Van Halen's song, Hot for Teacher. How I was not going to play that one? uh, And how in high school, I had this one teacher that I was hot for. Dude, I definitely lusted after her. Miss Barry, I did. Grayson knows what I'm talking about because I wasn't the only one in our Christian high school lusting after Miss Barry. I was not living for the Lord at that time, my brothers. So Jake was her brother. Jake was in my grade. He was on the same wrestling team as me. Actually, we trained a lot together. We were on the same weight class. But uh, so that's why Grayson's really laughing. Jake, I don't even know where Jake is. But Jake, if you're out there listening, you need to contact me, dude. It's funny, man. Another dude from my my old high school that was on my wrestling team, my football team. I love this dude, man. Oh, just a good friend. Made me laugh so much in high school. Just reached out to me probably about a month ago. uh, Dwight. And you know who you are, man. And it's just so good to reconnect with you and to hear that God's really been doing a work in your life and making some incredible just changes. Like when you called me. And told me for like 45 minutes, everything that's been going down in your life. I literally had tears in my eyes. Um, Crazy. I haven't really talked to Dwight for 30 years, man. So anyway, Grayson goes on and he says, hey, I just ordered an expensive Franklin Covey day planner, monarch size, thanks to your dumb ass. (laughs) My dumb ass. Hey, Grayson, why don't you use it? And then you're going to discover what I have discovered, dude. You're going to go to a whole new level. whole new level dude like a higher level dude breathe the air up here man this is what i'm saying like i think you'll be more productive but try it out let me know dude this next one is from tim in maryland he says yo got my planner finished listening to your latest podcast uh it's plain but it'll do the job he included a pic of a new 2024 calendar planner maybe cost him 10 15 bucks so what dude it's awesome He's going to begin to prioritize and schedule, got this. Got his checklist going. He's not going to be wasting time like he was. I love it, dude. Thanks for letting me know that, Tim. This next one comes from my brother Ray in Utah. Love this guy. He's a member of one of our climb teams. Um, he lets me know that he found a picture of my, uh, I referenced my Schwinn Predator uh, bike from back in the 80s. Love that bike, dude. And uh, then he says, man, I saw Van Halen on their first debut in San Francisco, California in 79, 79. Dude, I was freaking four years old, four years old. And you're going to see Van Halen, Ray? There's no way my parents were letting me do that. He goes on. He says, then the next summer they came back to Oakland and they headlined. He said, as I was walking in, I saw Alex Van Halen hanging out their bus window, tripping, watching people. I don't know what you mean by tripping, watching people. Like, was he high? Did, you know, was he tripping acid, shrooms? Was he eating the mushrooms? I don't know. But Ray says, I made eye contact with Alex Van Halen. He saw me. I still didn't stop walking. I didn't even realize it was him until after I got in the concert. Ray, in my eyes, you are now like one of my heroes, dude. You made eye contact with Alex Van Halen, dude. You know, like Miyagi said,
1: always
0: look eye to eye on son so if you do that and you do it with alex van halen he saw you ray yeah Mm. do you know who saw me one time billy idol i was at a concert billy idol saw me yep billy idol gave me the middle finger that is a true story yeah i'll tell you more about that some other time anyway ray goes on he says congrats on your seventh anniversary of the grizz podcast and then he goes on he says by the way a little trivia He said, on the song Panama, the sound of the car that was revving up that you hear, that was actually Eddie Van Halen's Ferrari. That is some good, good, solid information that I needed in my life. That's awesome. This next one is from David in Kentucky and uh david's another member of our climb teams thankful for this guy man he said uh hey i listened to your latest episode yesterday now i want to go to patagonia (laughs) because i was talking about that's on my bucket list man i want to go there it's a goal and i'm working to get there dude that would be so epic i want to go climb the hills the mountains of patagonia and also new zealand Uh, maybe you'll be with me david maybe some of the guys will i don't know also he says, I'm seriously considering a paper planner. Might be worth a shot. Do it, man. Do it. Experiment with it and let me know. This next one is from the man, the myth, the legend, the dauber, Matt Dobbs, Porn Free Radio Podcast up in Chicago. He says, hey, thanks for the shout out on the podcast. Didn't realize I was one of your original fans from all the way back at day one. I do remember some of those old deleted episodes. So it's a shame they're gone. I'd be curious to hear them. I understand why you deleted them, though I remember some of them being a little cringy. Dude, what are you talking about, man? Like, you're telling me, you know, it's a shame. They're gone. You deleted them. I'd be curious to hear them. And then you're like, yeah, I remember some of them being a little cringy. What the heck, man? They were. Some of them were a little cringy. It was my test pilot days. I was coming into my own. I was trying to figure out who I was. Like, podcasting is so different from just public speaking preaching teaching i wanted it to be different i wanted it to be unique i didn't want to be like anyone else out there and every time i found myself trying to be like someone else or sound like someone else i was like i don't like it i'm deleting it i don't i don't want that i just want to be me i am a man who identifies as a grizzly bear who has a podcast for christian dudes all over the world i i am the Grizz. Then this last one is from, this guy's like a thorn in my flesh. Mike Regina, here in South Carolina. I've had him on the podcast before because I felt sorry for him. I've always been trying to help this guy, help him become successful in life. And uh, he's just super critical, dude. You know, he can't can't give me props for the last episode, even though he knows it probably changed his life. He just goes, digital planner is the only way to go, man. Okay, Mike, use your digital planner whatever. And then he says, hot for teacher is hands down worthy of our attention. No, Mike, it's not. I'm not listening to hot for teacher. Not going to play it on my podcast, dude. Get behind me, hot for teacher. Get behind me, Mike Regina. Get behind me, Miss Barry. English class. I can't be thinking about that, man. Hot for teacher. I'm letting it go. Last thing Mike says, you know, Mr. Encouragement here. Rocky started in the 70s, bro, not the 80s. No duh. No duh, Regina. I know Rocky started in the 70s, but it was, you know, it it made its way into the 80s. That's what I was saying. With Rocky 3, Rocky 4, which were the most epic Rocky movies of all time. And you know it. You've told me that yourself. You believe that in your heart just like I do. It's where we were introduced to Clubber Lang, you know, Mr. T. Thunderlips. That was Hulk Hogan. Then Rocky 4, we had Ivan Drago, dude. The, you know, it was Dolph Lundgren, but I'm not taking anything from Apollo Creed, Carl Weathers. Uh, he was legend, dude. Rocky 1 and 2, those are great movies, but Rocky 3 is probably my favorite Rocky movie of all time, dude. Just the storyline is so, so epic because Rocky gets cocky. He thinks he's all that. And then here comes Clubber Lang, who was a monster and just beats Rocky. Like, I thought he was going to kill him in the ring. And Rocky is dealing with like, I'm no good. I'm, I I can't fight. I'm scared. His first time he's like, I'm afraid. I have fear. And here comes Apollo Creed who humbles himself. Rocky has beaten Apollo Creed and Apollo says, I need to help train you. You can't fight clubber the way you've been fighting. You need a whole new way. I got to, I got to train you. We got to start over. And I love it, dude. So they become close friends and he trains them. He gets his confidence back. I want to say to all you dads out there, if you have not made your sons watch all of the Rocky movies with you, you are failing them as a father. <laughs> dude. You are not fulfilling Proverbs 22, six, train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're old, they will not depart from it, dude, because it is just good stuff, dude. I mean, the storyline, the characters, and then you got just some of the best music ever coming from Rocky three, Rocky four, dude that just would get us, I, I remember as a kid and a teen, just hearing those songs and getting pumped up, I would hit pause on the VCR when I was watching Rocky. I would just start doing push-ups or sit-ups, jumping rope in the garage. Then I'd come back and watch the rest of Rocky. I, I'd want to fight somebody, you know, like, like I, I want to call somebody up back in the day, you know, and be like, yo, you want to go to the park? You want to fight? You know why? <laughs> I'm watching Rocky, man. I just want to fight. It was it's good stuff, man. Get the eye of the Grizz It's the eye of the Grizz Man, I could could go on and on. Anyway, all right, enough, enough, enough. Let's get serious, dead serious. We're going to rip back into Proverbs chapter five, my brothers. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read the entire chapter and I'm going to give you a brief review of what we've covered so far. And then I'll break down some more of Proverbs chapter five and I'll provide some practical application for all of us if you got your bible you can follow along we're going to be in proverbs chapter five in just a minute i'm going to go warm up my coffee right quick i'll be right
1: back if you're looking to cut porn out of your life you need covenant eyes
2: and if you're trying to support your partner through their struggle with porn you need covenant eyes too when i found out about chris's struggle with pornography at the time i was devastated i felt like the problem was me like I wasn't enough. Still, I wanted to help Chris overcome this, but how could I help Chris recover when I had my own emotional wounds reopened every time he struggled with porn?
1: The Covenant Eyes woke me up and made me realize I was wrong. I was destroying my marriage and causing my wife a lot of pain. All right, here's how it works. Just get started by downloading the Covenant Eyes app and reach out to an ally to help you. An ally is someone non-judgmental who's been there for you before, like a sibling or a close friend. For me, that was my buddy Jeff. So periodically, your ally will receive a report of any online activity, and any risky activity is called out in the report.
2: Covenant Eyes creates a healthy space for spouses to heal. After Chris got Covenant Eyes, I knew Jeff would be getting those reports and helping Chris out when I couldn't, and that was a huge weight lifted off my shoulders.
1: Before Covenant Eyes, I often found myself feeling weak in tempting situations. But now, knowing that Jeff will know if I struggle, that's enough to give me the extra strength I need to win the fight.
2: In the end, Covenant Eyes not only helped Chris heal, but it helped me heal too. We started to rebuild the trust in our relationship. He stopped hating himself. He became more confident. And our relationship felt more honest and connected. Overall, it made a huge difference in our marriage.
1: So sign up for Covenant Eyes and start your journey to becoming porn-free today.
0: Guys, I've been a member of Covenant Eyes for 15 years or more. I have it on installed on all of my devices, my computers, my phone. And what it is, it's a monitoring software. Everywhere I go online is monitored, and a weekly report goes to my accountability partners. And uh, when my kids were growing up, my teens, when they were teens as well, I had it on their devices to know where they were going online. I feel like that was just good parenting to uh, really try to protect them and help them to let them know, you know, there's dangers out there and I want to know where you're, where you're going. And uh, it's made a big difference in my life. I want to encourage you get covenant eyes for yourself to protect yourself as you're online and get it for your kids and for your teens, go to covenanteyes.com to sign up And after you sign up, if you don't know how to install things and lock things down properly, they have tons of videos, tons of just information on how to do that. And when you sign up, also do me a favor, use the promo code at the end after checkout. Grizzin, G-R-I-Z-Z-I-N, Grizzin. Use that promo code. They're going to give you a whole month completely free. And if you don't like it after a month, then you can cancel it. But yeah. Yeah. Dude, I think you're really going to like it. It's going to help you out. It's a great tool to have in the toolbox. Proverbs chapter 5. This is the Legacy Standard Bible I'm reading from. You can follow along if you want. Here we go. My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Incline your ear to my discernment, that you may keep discretion, and that your lips may guard knowledge. For the lips of a strange woman drip honey. And smoother than oil is her speech, but her end is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death, her steps take hold of Sheol, lest she watch the path of life. Her tracks are unstable, she does not know it. So now, my sons, listen to me, and do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Keep your way far from her, and do not go near the door of her house, lest you give your splendor to others and your years to the cruel one, lest strangers be satisfied by your strength and by your painful labor, those in the house of a foreigner. And you groan at your end when your flesh and your body are consumed and you say how I have hated discipline and my heart spurned reproof. I have not listened to the voice of my instructors, and I have not inclined my ear to my teachers. I was almost in utter ruin in the midst of the assembly and congregation. Drink water from your own cistern, and fresh water from your own well. Should your springs be dispersed abroad, streams of water in the streets? Let them be for you alone, and not for strangers with you. Let your fountain be blessed and be glad in the wife of your youth. As a loving hind and a graceful doe, let her breast satisfy you at all times. Be intoxicated always with her love. So why should you, my son, be intoxicated with a strange woman and embrace the bosom of a foreign woman? For the ways of a man are before the eyes of Yahweh, and he watches all his tracks His own iniquities will capture him, who is the wicked one. And with the cords of his sin, he will be held fast. He will die for lack of discipline. And in the abundance of his folly, he will stumble in intoxication. That is God's word. Amen and amen. Proverbs chapter five. Now, here's a brief review of. Of the main points I covered thus far from our study of Proverbs chapter 5. You can go back and listen to episodes 243, 244 if you want a more detailed explanation of these main points. But I'm just going to give the basics, run through them real quick. This is what I've already gone over. First of all, I told you guys, our Heavenly Father wants to help us overcome sexual temptation. That's why he's talking about this topic. Proverbs 5 through 7 keeps bringing it up. God commands us, Christian men, to abstain from all forms of sexual immorality. Sexual sin always begins in the heart and mind. What we do with our eyes and imagination is a huge deal. Sinful secrets destroy us. Confession is crucial. Not just confession to God, but confession to brothers in Christ who can help you. Crucial. It's the beginning step to repentance and recovery. Every Christian man needs to be in some sort of support accountability group with other Christian men where he can find solid, Biblical guidance, encouragement, accountability, and be prayed for. Who's asking you the hard questions? If the answer is no one, you're living pretty arrogant and foolish. We don't battle sexual temptation alone. That's not God's plan for us as Christian men. His plan for us is to battle it together. See Second 2 Timothy 2.22. Evil things are easy things. Sexual sin is an easy thing. And the father is trying to help his son understand that this easy thing, sexual sin, it leads to punishment, sorrow, losses. We'll talk about that. We are all one decision away from stupid. You're not as strong as you think you are. Don't turn away from God's Word, the Bible. Be a man of the Word. Get in the Word and get the Word in you every single day. Stay far away from sexual temptation. Stop seeing how close you can get to it without falling. Stop the edging. If the sin is wrong, remember, then the road to sin is wrong. Keep it the greatest distance from it. Be like godly Joseph in the book of Genesis with Potiphar's wife. Flee. Get out of there. Get the heck away from it and get it the heck away from you. Are you a predator or protector? Predators look in lust. They objectify females. They don't see them for who they really are. They just see an object of lust. They fantasize. They look for ways to see more and do more. Which are you, predator or protector? God has called you to be a protector. Sex is like a fire. When a fire remains within the fireplace, it's a good thing. It keeps us warm and it's pleasing to the eyes. But when it goes outside of the fireplace, it freaking burns the house down. In the Bible, God is telling us to keep the fire in the fireplace of marriage And to stoke that fire. Sex is a good thing when it remains inside of marriage. Husband and wife. That's it. That's all. That's God's plan for sex and sexual pleasure. That's it. That's all. Keep the fire in the fireplace. Verse 9 of Proverbs 5. The father warns his son. If you get involved in sexual sin, you will give your splendor to others. He's saying when you get involved in sexual sin, you're going to lose your honor. You lose the respect that others have for you, especially with adultery, cheating on your wife. Our father doesn't want us to lose the respect that others have for us as Christian men. And that's one of the devastating things that sexual sin will do to us. We lose the honor, respect that our wives, kids, friends, co-workers, church members, etc. have for us. Think about it. A quick fix of pleasure, an orgasm. It's not worth it. It's not worth losing all that respect. I have numerous guys in our online men's groups, uh, the climb teams, that will tell you about this. It's happened to them, and they wish they could go back and undo the past, but they can't. In verse 9, the father also warns his son, if you get involved in sexual sin, you'll give your years to the cruel one. Remember us talking about that? The cruel one is the enemy of your soul, meaning you will waste your life instead of fulfilling your God-given destiny, which is exactly why the enemy, the cruel one, wants you wrapped up in porn and other sexual sins. The enemy wants to seduce you in order to reduce you. He wants you to waste your life, to give your years to him. Listen, my brothers, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. Don't waste any more of your life on lust, porn, sexual fantasizing, chat rooms, prostitutes, hookups, adultery, whatever. Stop it. Stop all of it. Repent. God has something far better for you to be and to do with the limited time that you have left down here on earth so that right there those are all the main points we've already covered in our study of proverbs 5 it's really good stuff for all of us to be reminded of now for the remainder of this episode i want us to focus our attention on verses 10 through 14 and a few other verses at the end of proverbs chapter 5. so again if you got your bible you can follow along you always got to remember when you're reading proverbs like this is a father talking to his son When this was originally written, King Solomon was talking to his son, trying to keep him from ruining his life, trying to lead him in the path of godly wisdom and success. And for us today, this is our Heavenly Father doing the same for us, trying to keep us from ruining our lives, trying to lead us in the path of godly wisdom and success. That's how I read scripture, but especially Proverbs. It's like a serious dad-son talk about life. You know what I'm saying? Let's look at verse 10. Verse 10 is another reason why we need to stay far away from sexual sin. That's what the father's trying to tell his son. Son, here's another reason why you need to stay away from it. And he says here in the Legacy Standard Bible, this translation, he says, Lest strangers be satisfied by your strength and by your painful labor, those in the house of a foreigner. The NIV translation is is better with this verse. It says, Lest strangers feast on your wealth. And your toil enrich the house of another. And then the New uh, Living Translation says it, I think, even better than that. It says, strangers will consume your wealth, and someone else will enjoy the fruit of your labor. What's he talking about here? The father is trying to explain to his son that sexual sin can cause you to lose everything everything you've worked so hard to freaking build a career a home a family bank account retirement investments your possessions your wealth your sexual sin can cause you to lose it all and have it then be enjoyed by others who didn't even work for it all because you didn't keep your eyes on Christ. You didn't keep your eyes on your wife, and you didn't keep your penis in your pants. That's what it comes down to. You didn't keep your eyes on Christ, you didn't keep your eyes on your wife, and you didn't keep your penis in your pants. I've seen this happen with men who were very well-established. Nice home, nice vehicles, cushion savings, account, retirement, investments, beautiful wife and kids, Good reputation at work, church, community. Dude, their future looks bright. You know what I'm saying? And then they get stupid and go get involved in an online affair or an actual physical affair. They cheat on their wives and kids. And what eventually happens? They lose so much of what they've worked so hard for some of those guys have been forced to move back in with their parents or get a small one-bedroom apartment because their wife has kicked them out. So now they're paying the monthly rent and utilities on an apartment while still trying to pay the mortgage and utilities for the house that his wife and kids are living in that he no longer gets to live in Because the wife and kids don't want him there. Because they no longer trust him. Many of them don't even like him. Then there's things like attorney fees for divorce court. Child custody hearings. Thousands upon thousands of dollars spent. Then there's alimony, child support to pay. Everything these guys have spent years, even decades, working so hard for is gone and they scrape to get by paycheck to paycheck this is what the father is trying to warn his son about in proverbs chapter 5 verse 10 it's another loss that comes with sexual sin we've talked about the loss of respect we've talked about the loss of years and now the loss of possessions and wealth strangers will consume your wealth And someone else will enjoy the fruit of your labor. He is warning his son. And your father, your heavenly father, is warning you right here, right now. Take heed, my brothers, to what he's saying. You know, years ago, country music artist Toby Keith wrote a song about this exact thing that we're talking about, about how like, A husband and a father lost it all because of his sexual affair and now he's watching another man live in his house married to his wife he sees his old car in the driveway and that new man there he is with his wife playing with his kids his dog is there and the name of the song is who's that man who's that man let me read you the lyrics to that song and I hope it shakes you up because man, there are thousands, maybe millions of guys who've lived the truth of this song. And I don't want you to be one of them Hear The lyrics turn left at the old hotel. I know this Boulevard much too well. It hasn't changed since I've been gone. Oh, this used to be my way home. They've paved the road through the neighborhood. I guess the county finally fixed it good it was getting rough someone finally complained enough fight the tears back with a smile stop and look for a while oh it's plain to see the only thing missing is me that's my house and that's my car that's my dog in my backyard there's the window to the room where she lays her pretty head I planted that tree Out by the fence, not long ago, after we moved in. There's my kids, and that's my wife. But who's that man running my life? If I pulled in, would it cause a scene? They're not really expecting me. Those kids have been through hell. I hear they've adjusted well. Turn around in the neighbor's drive. I'd be hard to recognize. In this pickup truck, it's just an old fixer-up. Drive away one more time. A lot of things running through my mind. I guess the less things change, the more they never seem the same. That's my house. That's my car. That's my dog in my backyard. There's the window to the room where she lays her pretty head. I planted that tree out by the fence not long after we moved in. There's my kids and that's my wife. But who's that man running my life? That is a sobering and haunting song right there. And maybe some of you need to add that one to a playlist to remind yourself of what you don't want to happen in your life, but it can happen. Then the father gives his son another warning of what sexual sin can do to him. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 5, verse 11 through 14. The father says, And you groan at your end when your flesh and your body are consumed. And you say how I have hated discipline and my heart spurned reproof. I have not listened to the voice of my instructors and I have not inclined my ear to my teachers. I was almost in utter ruin in the midst of the assembly and congregation." So far here in Proverbs chapter 5, the father has warned his son that sexual sin can lead to the loss of, number one, a loss of respect. Remember, we talked about verse 9. Give your splendor to others. Give your honor to others. It leads to a loss of respect. Number two, it leads to a loss of years. Remember, you'll give your years to the cruel one. Then number three, we talked about it leads to... Uh, uh, The loss of possessions and wealth. Strangers will consume your wealth. Someone else will enjoy the fruit of your labor. And now, number four, he warns of loss of health here in verse 11. He says, you groan at your end when your flesh and your body are consumed. The NIV translation puts it this way. At the end of your life, you will groan when your flesh and body are spent. This could be a reference to a sexually promiscuous man who's contracted an STD. It could be that. But I think this could be some sort of sickness, disease, injury, or a disability that God has allowed to come upon his wayward son who would not listen to his warnings about sexual sin. This could be a form of divine discipline To get his wayward son back in line. And yes, God still does that sort of thing. And yes, it needs to scare the shitzel out of all of us. Guys, you need to fear God. There's part of you that needs to be terrified of God. So many in our world today, so many in the church today, have lost the fear of God. They want to just talk about the love of God. But we would do well to also talk about the fear of God and the wrath of God. You know what I'm saying? Don't just look at the feel-good passages of Scripture that make you feel warm and fuzzy. Look at the whole counsel of God's Word. Look at the whole character of of God. Let me show you a few scary passages of scripture regarding the discipline that God will bring upon His wayward sons to wake them up and to get them back in line with His will, holiness, growth, sanctification. If you're really saved, if you're really the real deal, you're a real Christian and God lives in you. This is what God will do if you go wayward and you don't repent. We'll start with Hebrews chapter 12, verses 4 through 12. My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor faint when you are reproved by him. For those whom the Lord loves, he disciplines and he flogs every son whom he receives. shall we not much rather be subject to the Father of Spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time, as seemed best to them. But He, God, disciplines us for our benefit, so that we may share His holiness. And all discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful, but sorrowful. But to those who have been trained by it, afterwards, It yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. Therefore, strengthen the hands that are weak and the knees that are feeble and make straight paths for your feet. So that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. Listen to me, my brothers. You don't want... The discipline of god upon your life but that's what you will get if you choose to love sexual sin more than you love god and that's what it really comes down to for all of us who or what do you love more who is your master god or sexual sin Which one will you love and serve? It's one or the other. It can't be both. Another passage of Scripture that comes to mind regarding God's discipline of His wayward children for their sexual sin is 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 3-8, through where it says, For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality that each of you know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in lustful passion like the Gentiles who do not know God, and that no man transgress and defraud his brother in this matter, because the Lord is the Avenger in all these things, just as we told you before and solemnly warned you. For God did not call us to impurity, but in sanctification. Consequently, he who sets this aside is not setting aside man, but the God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. So many dudes who profess to be Christians, they think they're getting away with sexual sin. That it's not that big a deal but they aren't getting away with it and it is a big deal god sees everything the end of proverbs chapter 5 verse 21 it says that for the ways of a man are before the eyes of yahweh and he watches all his tracks god sees everything we do in secret whether it's with your phone computer tv or an actual person and when it comes to his children choosing to continue in sexual sin first thessalonians 4 6 says he is the avenger that means he will bring discipline punishment to his wayward sons and i don't know What exactly that discipline will look like for you if you choose to stay wayward. But I can speak from my own experience with God disciplining me and tell you, you don't want any of it. You have no idea how miserable it can be. You don't want any of it, my brothers. I know about divine spankings. I've had to deal with them in my life. And I know what I've seen in the lives of the men that I work with. What they've had to deal with. What some of them are still dealing with right now. You don't want any. Any of it. But God will do it if you're really His Son and you choose to stay wayward because He loves you and He is committed to you partaking in His holiness and becoming conformed to the image of Christ. It is an act of love from the Father. If He doesn't discipline and chasten you, back in Hebrews 12, He says, that shows you're really not his son. You're illegitimate. I don't care what you say. I don't care what prayer you prayed. Let me show you one last passage of scripture that warns us of God's discipline for us as followers of Christ. If we choose to go wayward into sexual sin and not repent. And if this one doesn't shake you up, then... I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what will. It doesn't get any scarier than what I'm about to read to you. 1 Corinthians 10 verses 1 through 13. The Apostle Paul writes, I don't want you to be unaware, brothers, that our fathers, talking about in the past, the children of Israel, back in the day, our fathers were all under the cloud. And all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they were drinking from a spiritual rock which, flowed, which followed them, and the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, with most of them, talking about the children of Israel who came out of Egypt, God freed them, they were in the desert, the wilderness, before they entered the promised land. Listen to what he says. Nevertheless, with most of them, with most of his children, verse five, God was not well pleased for they were struck down in the wilderness. Now, these things happened as examples for us so that we would not crave evil things as they also craved. Do not be idolaters as some of them were, as it is written, The people sat down to eat and drink and stood up to play, nor let us act in sexual immorality as some of them did and 23,000 fell in one day, 23,000 fell in one day, nor let us put Christ to the test as some of them did and were destroyed by the serpents, nor grumble as some of them did, and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now these things happened to them as an example, and they were written for our instruction, upon whom the ends of the ages have arrived. Verse 12, Therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed that he does not fall. No temptation has overtaken you, But such as is common to man, but God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will provide the way of escape also, so that you will be able to endure it. It's a scary passage. Why did 23,000 of God's children die in one day? Because they chose sexual immorality over God. They chose sexual pleasure over God. They chose an orgasm over God. And what happened to them? God took their life and took them home to heaven. He said, you're done. Life on earth for you, done. No more heart beating. No more brain waves waving. Flatline. He's God. He can do whatever he wants, the way he wants, when he wants. The fact that you're still even breathing right now is only because of the mercy and grace of God. Same with me. Why did God put this frightening example in the scriptures? Paul says it in verse 6 here in 1 Corinthians 10. Now, these things happened as examples for us so that we would not crave evil things as they also craved. So that we would not crave the same kind of sexual sins that they crave, because we will see this and we'll go, look what it led to. It led to death. Fear God, my brothers, fear God. Yes, he loves you, but you need to fear him. Keep your eyes on Christ. Keep your eyes on your wife and keep your penis in your pants. Back to Proverbs 5. The father keeps trying to get across to his son. Sexual sin leads to sorrow, regret, losses, painful losses. Number one, loss of respect. Number two, there'll be loss of years. Number three, loss of possessions and wealth. Number four, loss of health. Then the fifth loss we see here, watch this. There's a loss of freedom. A loss of freedom. The sexual sin you play around with can eventually control you to the point that you you become its slave. It's a puppet master to you. Master of puppets. It will steal your freedom. Listen to Proverbs 5.22. It's, it says this. His own iniquities will capture him, who is the wicked one. And with the cords of his sin, he will be held fast. What is this? This is sexual addiction, guys. An obsessive compulsion with lust and sexual gratification that you are incapable of breaking free from on your own, and you created it. I've done it. Unless there is a divine interruption that causes that man to repent, look what eventually happens to him in the next verse verse 23 he will die for lack of discipline and in the abundance of his folly he will stumble in intoxication it eventually kills him the sexual sin eventually leads to the loss of his life look at all these painful losses my brothers And ask yourself, is sexual sin really worth it? Is that porn and masturbation really worth it? Is that online chat really worth it? Is sending those pics really worth it? Is that strip club or that dirty massage parlor? is it really worth it? Is that anonymous hookup really worth it? Is that affair with the coworker really worth it? Is that social media app that keeps tempting you to lust really worth keeping? Is an unmonitored device that doesn't have covenant eyes, is is it really worth it? I mean, you do it, you, you balance it, you weigh it. That temporary momentary fix that momentary gratification is it worth it when you see all of the losses the painful losses that it will lead to loss of respect loss of years loss of possessions wealth loss of health loss of freedom loss of life you decide and why does this happen to a man because he didn't keep his eyes on christ he didn't keep his eyes on his own wife and he didn't keep his penis in his pants this is not a game my brothers this is not some fluffy pep talk or morality just to try to get you to be a good boy for goodness sake This is life or death, man. Life or death. What's at stake is everything in your life that you hold near and dear to you. Your respect, your time, your years, your possessions, your wealth, your health, your freedom, your life. And some of you listening, you know I'm right. You know God is right with this. You're shaking your head. You're like, I know. And some of you, you need to wake up, man. You need to wake up and repent. Don't tell me your porn habit is no big deal. Don't tell me your fornication with your Christian girlfriend, who you plan to marry, is no big deal. Don't tell me your lustful fantasies toward that attractive co-worker are no big deal. Don't tell me your so-called golf trips to Vegas with buddies are no big deal. Don't tell me the happy endings at the dirty massage parlor are no big deal. Don't tell me the flirtatious Texting that turns into sexting is no big deal. You say it's no big deal, but Proverbs chapter five through seven screams to us that it's a big freaking deal. And you better wake up and repent or you're going to suffer painful losses. Repent. Fear God. Come clean. Get solid biblical help from a Christian leader you respect. A leader who doesn't just talk the talk, the walks, the walk. That's what I've had to do. It's what I'm still doing. It's what I'm helping other Christian men do. This past week, we had a new guy sign up for one of our climb teams. He used to serve as a youth pastor at his church. Like a lot of Christian guys, he got caught up in online pornography. All of a sudden, he found he couldn't stop. Addiction. Addiction. Loss of freedom, like we talked about. And that led to online chats with real females and sending pics and videos. He got caught by his wife. He tried to repent, but he fell back into it. He got caught again. She was devastated. They have a newborn son. He was humiliated over his sin. At times, he even felt like killing himself is what he told me. He reached out to me for help. I was glad to help him. I've been talking with him, trying to biblically counsel him. And he also joined one of our climb team groups. He's got about 21 days of sexual sobriety. I'm proud of him. He's working to rebuild trust in his marriage. I'm proud of him. Yes, he's got some consequences to face. He's got some painful losses to face. But listen to this good news. Listen to this, because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross, there's mercy, there's grace, there's forgiveness, there's help, there's hope, there's redemption and restoration. That's the gospel. And we are called by God to help each other experience all of that. That's what we all need. Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, not just to give us forgiveness and eternal life, but to also set us free from the power, the control that sin has over us. Christ Jesus rose from the dead, not just to prove that he is God, but to also give us new life by his resurrection power. The Christian life is not us trying to be moral men the christian life is the spirit of the resurrected christ in us and through us but to experience that we must repent of our sins and surrender to him you have to be all in sexual temptation man listen it's the shiny bait that hides the hook there's a heap of Of painful losses coming for you. If you don't take heed and repent. Come clean. Be all in. If you could do this on your own. You would have done so by now. That's enough meat to chew on for this episode. Stay tuned for a few closing items. Of Grizz Biz. brothers let's wrap it up if you want to contact the Grizz I'd love to hear from you my contact info is in the show notes if you don't get the show notes my email is Jason at narrowtrail.com. my social media handle is Grizz podcast you can find me on Facebook YouTube Spotify Apple SoundCloud and more also if you like this show then please take a minute right now. Leave us a quick rating and review wherever you listen. Spotify, Apple, whatever. Hit that subscribe button so you'll be notified every time a new episode drops. Share this episode with a friend or your men's group. Copy the link and send it to them. Be like, yo, man, this really helped me. Might help you too. If you're interested in joining one of our online climb teams that helps guys overcome their struggle with porn and lust and grow in Christ likeness with brothers and a community. Then go to narrowtrail.com. You can fill out the short online application. Click on the climb team page. There's a short online application. We'll see if you're a good fit. We got some open spots in two of our groups. Hey listen let 2024 be the year you bring your secret sin to the light and learn how to overcome it. It's been holding you back for long enough. Also, like I said earlier, I encourage you guys, get Covenant Eyes Internet accountability software on all your devices, on your kids' and teens' devices. I use it on everything I've got. It's a huge help in the battle for personal purity. Go to CovenantEyes.com, and when you're at checkout, use that promo code GRIZZIN, G-R-I-Z-Z-I-N, and get your first month free. Thanks for listening, my brothers. I hope to be back at you soon with another epic episode of The Grizz. Until then, keep your eyes on Christ and your eyes on your wife and your penis in your pants. Honor God. Live manly. I'm out.